Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hello, dear viewer, and welcome to Burkham Wonderland ABW Live for the Arsenal 1 Olympiacos 2. I was going to say Olympiacos didn't, but that's not right, is it? I am not Josh Dor, and with me tonight is Sonny Ellis. Where have you been, Cheeky? I was trying to type in the chat box on this different window, and it's really hard to unmute. Um, I've just been at work, busy, I guess. I any... think every single uh, radio show has just clashed with my shifts. It's been a bit <laughs> shit recently. Have you got any, any inside goss on the coronavirus? No, but I was the designated coronavirus swabber after all the children in my area realised that uh, it was in northern Italy and they all went to a ski trip there, so all their parents were shitting themselves and bringing their very well children in for a swab to test if they had coronavirus, even though they didn't even have a cough. So, there oh, you go. Well, they Funny should be mean like me when Sean was younger. I said, you're not going anywhere foreign. They'll, they'll never, because <laughs> she looks foreign. They'd never let her back in because our ancestry is Italian and Irish. They'd have gone, no, you're not coming back. And she probably would have loved it. Anyway, yes, it's uh, also the man is, is someone there hiding in the darkness. No one knows who it is because I've got the names turned off. So who does everybody think? Oh, I've actually tweeted it, haven't I? It's only it's only Gav from Seawall, aren't right, Cheeky? No. No, well, that's that sorted. Right, we should explain where Josh is. Uh, Josh is meant to do the show tonight, but um, Josh has to get up early for work in the morning. And plus, I think where he is up north, aren't they? Like three hours ahead of us or behind us. No, it's 10 years behind. That's what they are. So the, the, it's still the end of World War II there. And so things aren't very good. So I, I, must, I must tell the truth, dear viewer and listener. I haven't really seen much of the game because I realised it was dog shit. I was listening to Ian Lee on talk radio and I was playing a little bit of War Thunder and I was doing uh, cheeky tweets to try and wind people up and no one fell for it. So the, the first thing we can do is talk about the lineups. Gav, when you saw the original lineup, what was your thoughts? Did you think, bloody hell, we're going to be lucky to get away with this or did you think, oh, we're going to walk away with it like I did? I thought we were going to smash them 3-1. Yeah, I thought we'd smash them, to be fair. I mean, I, I don't think you could have put out a better lineup. Uh, the only one you could have really complained about who was a bit unlucky not to be included tonight, either on the uh, pitch or on the bench, was uh, Eddie. But obviously, he's got Eddie in mind for uh, the next game on Sunday against Pompey. Uh, but yeah, no, that lineup should have smashed them. It's, it's just fucking disappointing, if I'm being honest. Oh, I, for one, don't really care. Um, good news, Ellis. We are no longer doing podcasts on a Thursday. So that's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> How we can do the old, let's concentrate on the league. Sixth place could be ours. What's your thoughts on the lineup, Ellis? Um, yeah, similar sort of view to Gav, really. Um, quite a strong, strong lineup. I felt quite confident. I was probably surprised at how strong the lineup was, maybe, but I guess this is, or was, I should say, was our only chance. Or best chance I should say of getting Champions League football obviously it is still potentially on the cards with the Man City ban but playing like that I don't think it is um, I did think I think the only concern I had about the lineup was the sort of midfield three none of them have really got an engine they're all quite um, attacking minded uh, not really good at running not really physical players Sabayas so, so again quite technical still not really sure on him um, Ozil, we all know what Mesut Ozil is now, um, and, and Jacker as well as he has been playing under 
under Arteta, he's not the most mobile. So I was sort of, I suppose, a little bit concerned about the mobility of those middle three. Um, but I thought there was probably enough in that team or should have been enough in that team to, to get a good result today. But obviously that wasn't the case. If we look at the teams that have got through, Rangers, I don't know how that happened because that's a Mickey. That's not even a Mickey Mouse league. That's like one of those those Mexican people that dress up as Mickey Mouse in Times Square. That's the kind of league that Rangers are in. So they managed to get through. Lask, I've never heard of. Wolfsburg, half-decent uh, German team. Roma, a very good Italian team. Wolves have given us a run for the top five in the Premier League. They're, they're a team that could beat us. Istanbul, another good team. Bayer Leverkusen. Very good team. Basel are not right good. Uh, Sevilla, they're a decent team. Shakhtar Donetsk, it depends on what time of year it is and whether they're playing their, their season started yet or have they come in line with the rest of the European calendar. I think they might have changed uh, some of those countries for the Russia World Cup. Uh, Copenhagen beat Celtic, and that's Nicholas Benter's team. They smashed them 3-1 at their place. I read, a tweet, uh, I read a tweet that said, Copenhagen have scored six goals in their last seven um, UEFA Europa League games, and they scored three tonight against Celtic. But I think we're upset. Ajax, one of the best young teams in European football at the moment, they lost 2-1 at home to Getafe and they lost away to Getafe. But the big news is Inter Milan are through, Man United are through, Gav. Uh, looking at all those teams that are through, do you really have you seen Inter Milan, Inter Milan play this season? No. They've got um, uh, Lukaku, uh, Sanchez, and I think his name is Martinez. They've got those three up front, and plus they've got um, Godin at the back, and they've got we were never there's most teams in the Premier League wouldn't get past Inter Milan apart from maybe Liverpool and Man United are on a hell of a run of form they won 5-0 tonight do you honestly think that maybe we had a chance of winning it or is it a good job that I might as well be out now because we can't win it like I always like my defeatist attitude always is no no I think we could have uh, we could have we could have got at least a semi-final place on that lineup. Uh, yeah, but what would be the point? It's not like it's not like in the Champions League days where we go where I think for every game you win you get half a million pounds and I think it's two hundred and fifty grand for a draw. And then once you get to further and further stages you get loads of money. Man United won the Europa League a few years ago and they made fifteen million quid from it or something like that. It's not like you're gonna make fifty, sixty, seventy million. What's the point yeah, in wasting it, all of our Thursdays, wasting all of our time if we're not gonna win it? I don't even want to be runners up unless we can win it. We saw that our league form at the end of last season. Well, was we, obviously, we obviously can't. We obviously can't. We obviously can't fucking win it now, can we? Because we've been knocked out. So that's that's complete bollocks. All right, sure I mean, and if, unless you're still, unless you're still, unless you're still in it, you can't fucking win it. It's true. No, you know, it, who knows what happened? I mean, we was dreadful tonight. How was dreadful? dreadful in the foot? <sighs> On of all the we, games, we, 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 was, uh, we, we was Wenger dreadful tonight. Do you know what I mean? We was Wenger against Bayern Munich dreadful at times. Would you say this That's is the worst result tonight. that um, Arteta has had? He's only lost yeah, one other, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, by far. Like I say, I mean, he's, he's put out what is potentially our strongest side. Yeah. And it just, it wasn't creating anything. We didn't create, I think our first shot on goal was like the 77th minute or something stupid like that. And we had the ball and it was tiptoeing and crossing the ball backwards and forwards. And I mean, even though the woman that was on BT drove me absolutely fucking oh, I, bonkers. I had to change the channel. Oh, don't. She I drove me absolutely to, bonkers. Um, who is the fat Chelsea fan? Oh. You should be Jonathan. Narrow it down a bit. Yeah, Jonathan something. <laughs> Jonathan yeah. Pierce. That's it. I had to go and listen to him. 
all for women doing um, commentary, brilliant. If you get like um, uh, I also want to say Kelly Dalgleish. It's not Kelly Dalgleish, is it? Uh, there's so many that are brilliant, but then you get the few that are just. It's like she's gone. Ah, oh, stereotypical sayings for a football commentator. Checkbook said that one. Do it again. Say that one. Do it again. She was absolute rubbish. I had to turn it off. Yeah, no, she was driving me mental. But the only the only one decent thing she said throughout the whole game was the fact that all the crosses were get that we was getting in. Uh, there was nobody getting in front of the defender. They were all sort of standing in the middle. There was no. Oh, and like I say, the first half really, it was just too much going down the right and nothing decent coming through in the middle. And yeah. Rudy's put here, good evening, all my Arsenal is back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Loki, Loki's put that Jonathan Pierce is a uh, CNT. I don't know I what that probably mean. That must highlight how poor that first half is, is the only highlight we've got is how bad the commentary was. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean much by um, watching oh, John. I think we have an Olympiakos fan here. Is it Olympiakos the best? Yeah, if we don't want that, his name, Danny. His name is Panagoitis Siapakas. Perfect pronunciation. Um, yeah, I was thinking that if I'd have, if we'd have won that game, if we'd have got through, the first thing I'd have said is Olympiakos fans, you were robbed. You deserve to go through tonight. And that's when it looked like we were going through. And we ended up didn't going through. Ellis, put your finger on what the problem was tonight. Or do you need 10 fingers to point at each one of the shit 10 players that you're going to blame? Oh, I thought you were going to make a Norwich inbred joke then when you started going on about fingers. Your 12 fingers. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, oh, God. There's, I think yeah, I, I do need a few digits to really point out how many things are wrong with that. I just it, The main problem, I think... Is just our ability to create anything. We like there was points when we could have counted and we just slowed it down and it broke down. It was just the, the final ball, that sort of ball to break the line, getting past their defence. Just just wasn't really on. We just it was just sideways, sort of shoe horse fucking passing again. We never really utilised uh, Zaka or um, Pepe on the wings. We never really played into space. It just sort of would get to one of those. Pepe was sort of trying to make things happen, dribbling, sometimes cutting in and back too many fucking times, but he didn't really have much support. And I found his decision-making with passing was a bit poor at times. Bellingham would go on the overlap and he'd just completely ignore him or he'd be stood there with his arms in the air, like calling for a pass when the pass wasn't really on. I thought the movement of the front three was pretty poor. Alba, Lacazette, Pepe, the movement wasn't amazing. There was just, there was nothing really there. I think obviously Arteta's brought us in and made us a lot more organised obviously not if you look at the two goals you've conceded but it just just wasn't there the movement and the passing and the final ball it wasn't it wasn't good enough really and we weren't really good enough for the position well, the first, I mean how, how many stray passes did we string about in the first half Do you know I mean I mean there was passes that were like 10 metres off going out you know I think there was two of them were about 10 metres off and they were going yeah. out and I think the story of our first half was it was just too many passes that were just completely going astray Mm. Or they weren't, or they would go to the marker, but it would make them sort of take a step too close to the defender or make them take an awful touch. It just wasn't, it wasn't crisp enough and it was really hard to build any sort of attacking momentum with the passing that we had on the pitch. CKND has said, who was a man of the match? Now I've had a look and it was their centre-back, the one that was six foot eight, you know, the one that um, uh, Torreira was marking for the corners. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was just in the first half as well. Fucking Matthew Valbrainer, all forfeit nothing of him, won an aerial duel between Tobias and Erzl. And yeah, they're not probably known for their fucking aerial ability, but to get out jumped by a fucking borrower. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> so this guy got an 8.3 and a goal, and he was magnificent. There's so many CSAs. I don't know whether it's one who's ever played in England. We've had quite a few. And the worst player of the night was, Pat, was Lacazette with a 5.8. Absolute shocking from him tonight. Uh, we thought that maybe that was over because he's had a couple of goals in a couple of games, uh, a couple of poachers' goals, which hopefully kind of sort him, sort him out, but it didn't. Talking about the tactics, Gav, I noticed... Now, I'm not usually one for watching tactics, but you can only see this. I'm going to try and explain this for people listening as well as people watching. We've got our back four. Saka would then go down the left-hand side, and quite a lot of the time, Saka would be in their half on the left-hand side. And then you'd have uh, Xhaka flirting around his own defensive midfield area and then covering the the, the left-back slot. And then that was working perfectly because then Saka could bugger off as much as he wanted and then Xhaka would drift back in there. But when it came to the mm. right-hand side and Bellerin was doing the same thing and Bellerin in the first half spent so much time in their opposition half doing what can only be described, I mean, I'm a Bellerin fan, by the way, can only be described as dog-awful, god-awful, dog-shit um, runs and passes and crosses. It was head down, as Jason always said, says if they do head down football, he does heads down crosses, which is no bloody good because they don't go anywhere. And then when Bella would make the run up the right-hand side, Ceballos would go, well, I might kind of, I'll look in the direction of right back, but I'm not doing what Xhaka does, where Xhaka physically goes to left back to cover the position when Saka's gone. Ceballos went, eh, if I look in that direction, that may well do it. And then we got absolutely no cover on the on, at right back or the right-hand side. And then I thought, well, maybe I'm misreading this. Maybe Xhaka goes in at left back, then you've got Luis at centre-back, and then Mustafi is going to, they're all going to, you know, little one said roll over. All going to shift over. Yeah, we're going to shift over. That didn't happen either. What's going on? I mean, you've played a bit of football in your days, and so is Ellis. Have you got any idea what, why they were doing it? And why, if I, you know, if I know nothing about football tactics, how the fuck could I see that and could see that they're coming down their left, our right, over and over and over and turning us inside out? And it even got to the point where Bellerin, you could see him breathing out of his ass trying to run back. That's a long fucking question, wasn't it? I'll carpet as that. Uh, so, okay, uh, yes. Thank you. That's that's yeah, balanced yeah. it up. <laughs> Come on, yeah, just, talk a little just, bit yeah. about that situation because ridiculous. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, the first half. I mean, especially the first half. Too much was going down the right, and there was trying the overlaps. And you know, I thought Pepe was doing his best to be a little bit of a tricky. You know, I, I thought he's doing his best. He's he's cutting inside. He's going outside. He's you know. I don't think, you know, I mean, some people were saying how well the left, their left-back was playing, but I thought Pepe was giving him a torrid time. It's just the final ball where there was nobody in, in the middle that was the problem. But I don't know. I just, I, I weren't feeling Tobias tonight. I don't know. Like I say, other people might have other opinions. I just weren't, I don't know. I just weren't. Just weren't feeling it. Just, you know, I was surprised he stayed on the pitch. I was surprised Ozil stayed on the pitch for so long as well. And I was surprised Lacazette stayed on the pitch for so long. Well, I mean, I would have dubbed all of them at fucking half-time, to be honest with you. We're talking about Ozil. No, 
as I didn't know I was hosting people, I haven't got my timeline of what happened at what points. So we're zigzagging all over the place, but I mean, uh, the the second half of extra time when um, the, the the Obama young goal, I thought that's a really good cross from us. And I remembered, well, he's walked around for for an hour and a half, hasn't he? So of course he's got plenty of energy. Ellis, what was your thoughts on the right back situation and the whole covering? Like Gav was saying, Sabios didn't look like he was up for it, and he didn't look like he could be bothered to run back there. No, and it was a strange one, really. There was some comments from Arteta. Um, quite recently after the uh, when we went to Dubai for the winter break a uh, week or two and he said that he, he was like an animal in training so that's why he's got back into back into the first team and getting chances but I didn't see any of that today he's, I think like a, like a highlighted when I saw that midfield free I thought there isn't much energy there I haven't really seen much of Sabayas tracking back and we know Ozil he doesn't really do that himself either so I, I did think whatever side of the field the right side was going to be a bit difficult with him. I don't think he really offered much to to Pepe when he was up there. It seemed more often than not, Pepe would be a bit isolated. Bellerin might try and run the overlap. Pepe would make the wrong ball. Bellerin would be halfway up the field there. And then no one was covering him because the bar's going to be asked to, to drag back and you highlighted it perfectly earlier when you're having your little moan about it. It was just... Well, it was quite... my, my war and peace moment where I on about it for an hour. <laughs> like you said, it's, it's quite obvious to see that as a big hole there. And I... I'm I, again agree with Gav. I'm not really sure why Torreira didn't really come on to fill that hole. I think out of a, a midfield three like that, you probably want at least one person who is not more defensively minded, but at least has the energy to sort of fill in at the gaps that were left behind when your you right back bumps forward. And that certainly isn't Tobias, and it obviously didn't materialise when when we played the game. Yes, uh, nine about seems about nine minutes ago. J Rob uh, stuffed a couple of thirty euros. Daniel Pancelis. He says, "All right, chaps, I uh, don't know. I think uh, J Rob has summed that up perfectly. I think we might have another Olympiacos fan here who says uh, mono and then something else. Uh, I don't know what you mean, but yeah, going to get no grief from us. You deserved the win. You were by far, by far the better team tonight. Uh, I'm going to scroll down and see if anybody's put anything else in there. Go fuck yourself." yeah um right now i can't keep looking at them and asking questions and tweeting them because i've only got two hands right the um i suppose the next bit we should go on to um ellis is their goal so uh it was the uh the 53rd minute their eight foot five center back was there with a I think it was a half-decent goal, wasn't it? Do you want to talk us through the goal? It was uh, Val Brainer was working a little bit of magic, all four foot tall of him, and did yeah. exactly heart, double his size, height, size, both. Are we talking about their first goal or their second yeah. goal? Their first. first. Yeah, it was from, from a corner, wasn't it? It was just poor marking. They didn't really track him. When you've got a guy who's that fucking tall, you probably need someone on him trying to like get in the way and block it. It just... It, it's just frustrating, really. When when you look at it, I don't think they really troubled us. Obviously, both their goals have come from, well, the second wasn't quite a set piece, but from crosses, certainly, and just poor marking, poor positioning defensively. And, it, and it's frustrating when you are as blunt as we have been in attack today, that the, the least you've got to do to ensure you go through or ensure you don't lose a game is be solid at the back and and we weren't from the set pieces. I think, other than that, they didn't really trouble us, but it's... it's it's just frustrating, especially when I thought, until obviously he got injured and come off, Mustafi had quite a good game. I think Mustafi and Luisa both played quite good at centre-back, but they just switched off, or the whole team just sort of switched off. I think it was actually, Xhaka was probably the closest to getting ahead on it and just couldn't, and it just went straight through to a guy completely unmarked who is huge. So, 
what are you going to do really you can't you can't really stop that when your players switch off I don't know if that's a, a, a player problem or a, or a coach problem but it's certainly a problem that we need to iron out Looking on Wikipedia, his name is Papa Abue Sisse, and there has never been a player more suited to play for Fulham with a name like that than, than he has. Six foot six, he's been at Olympiacos for three seasons and uh, scoring lots of goals, nine goals in 61. And uh, that doesn't even include today. So, yes, his 10th goal in uh, in three seasons for them. And they say he's a magnificent player. Gav, what was your thoughts on the goal, uh, or was it just you swearing again? <sighs> yeah, it's moved. Oh, Oh, no, it's fucking schoolboy, Dan, wasn't it? Let's be honest yeah. with you. you know I mean, it was absolutely fucking schoolboy. He, they might as well have sat down and let him like just dribble the ball into the corner. Do you know what I mean, it was that bad. It, it, you shouldn't have their most dangerous player having a complete free run. Nobody's trying to block him. Nobody's even attempting to mark him. Uh, yeah, it... You, you can't do that. It's just fucking stupid. You deserve to concede a goal when you're defending like that. Right. Um, as usual, people, right, give your questions because, oh, actually, Ellis is here. He's a pro. Yeah, Ellis is doing it. He's putting, he's making notes of the questions. So we've got a question here from Philip Bevan. I know a couple of Bevans, and they both lived in Bevan Close with me in Huntingdon. Uh, I think Dan is a Danny is a Liverpool fan and Lee is a Spurs fan dead to me the pair of them um uh, philip says how many players in this squad do you feel do you guys feel we need to sell this summer to rebuild a semi-functional team next season i would say obama yang lacazette urzel socrates kalasnach mkhitaryan el nenny uh ellis any players you'd add to that or remove from that um uh, <laughs> is the only one who fucking scores goals for us so if i could tie him down to a contract i would i know we're probably going to get onto it about the miss later but i think I'd like to sell all of them bar Abamyang. The question is, you ain't going to get really much for, certainly not much from an uh, Elnet, Melneni, Elneni, Mikatarian. Um, Kalasnach is only what well, we got him in free, didn't we? So yeah. I guess any money you make on him is. Well, Mikatarian's having a half decent season with Feroma in, in Serie A, Italy. I think he's got five goals this season, and Elneni's playing every game for Besiktas. He's yeah, the only one in the whole team field. <laughs> That's Turkey, isn't it? Like, fuck me. Well, the Turkish teams have got further in the Europa League than we have this season. <laughs> yeah, good point. But the league is still dog shit. <laughs> yeah. And we know Mkhitaryan can't do it in the Premier League. He can't do it for United. He can't do it for us. So yeah. fucking bit him off. He can keep playing well in Roma for all I care. But like I said, I don't think you're going to get a massive amount of money for anyone there. Um, I think the only person you would get a decent amount of money for is Alba. But then I wouldn't want to sell Alba because he's probably our best player. Gav, any thoughts on that list? Uh, well, as uh, our friend Simon said a few weeks ago, the uh, the player that would probably get us the most money that we could actually replace the cheapest would probably be Leno, which would be a complete shame because he's been he's up there with you know one of the players of the season for us. Uh, I'd not say I'm there's there's so few players in that squad that I have any form of emotional attachment to. <laughs> Like, oh no! I'm just being. I'm being honest. Oh, there isn't. I mean, it's true. What you mean? Yeah, you're not attached to Mustafi. <laughs> well, no. no I'm, I'm, I'm said about well, Mustafi today. He saved us at least twice today. He's he's doing well, Mustafi, under our tower. But like I say, there, there's no one like there's there, there's no Henri, there's no Vieira, there's no Burkamp, there's no 
Adams, Rowcastle, Thomas, Thomas. 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 <laughs> You're going to make yourself cry. This is this, this isn't good. Do it, Dan. I'm close have a, to have it, Dan. Have a swig of beer and we'll move on. Right, we've got a donation here from Petito 100 uh, of two dollary dues, American versions. He says, Mustafi is going to refuse a contract extension. <laughs> this is his name, though, like oh. the uh, Irish. Dan, 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 Dan. Go, going back to the game. <laughs> Why? What did... It... <laughs> I just wanted to. I wanted to know what everybody else's feelings was with regards to when Pepe was hacked down on the edge of the box in the first half by well, Barr. Yeah. That's a great thing to cover, um, really. Isn't it? Go on, Ace. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, initially, I thought it might have been a penalty. On um, watching it back, it wasn't in the box. But for me, that's a definite goal-scoring opportunity. He's not played the ball at all, and he's wiped him out in sort of the D at the edge of the penalty area. For on goal, so it's a for, for me. That's a, a definite goal scoring opportunity. That should be a red. But hey ho, the referee wasn't on our side today, and I think Bar made another quite clumsy challenge. He could have easily got a second yellow for him, bitten off. Yeah, but no, I could. That is the reason we got knocked out of the game. We got knocked out because we're shit. But still, <laughs> for me, that was a red card. I don't know about what did you think of. Well, being as a bias as I am, that was a straight red. Not even having to think about it. Straight red and a penalty. <laughs> Straight red penalty. Probably sent the keeper off as well. Uh, just in case the keeper was looking the wrong way at the time or something. Do you know what I mean? It was, no, it was. You would have been if you was if that was one of our defenders, we would have been disappointed if it was a red card. Uh, but like I say, it it deserved a lot more than the yellow. Really, do you know what I mean? I thought, I thought it was a red card. It'd be interesting to see what everybody else in, in chat thinks about that, to be honest with you. But for me, I, I thought it was a red because he, he was clear on. You know, was like it, I say, he was winding up to have a shot and bang, he, he took him out. There was another opportunity as well. Again, Pepe on the ball. Um, I'm not sure if it was Bar. I think it might have been Cesar, actually. One of, one of the centre-backs, anyway. Just completely blocked him off as he was running through on goal again. That was, yeah, that was in the second half, wasn't it? So I def- definitely don't think the referee was on our side. I think, uh, I guess it is difficult when you look at a player like Pepe to, to play devil's advocate. He's a very tricky player and very fast on the ball. His feet are constantly moving. So in his defence, you can probably say it's hard to see. But for me, yeah, red well, that, yeah, I mean that, that. Yeah, I mean, like I say, the first, the first, I, I looked at it straight away. Said that that's a red. That's got to be a red. Um, but the second one that you're talking about. I thought he dived, and then when they slowed it down, he was clearly blocked off. So, and like I say, they've got VAR to help them, and it's well, like I say VAR just doesn't fucking work anyway, does it? Certainly not in the Premier League, anyway. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to say hello to my mate Fat Sam, who's in the chat. I ain't seen him for a while. Hope you're well, fella. Oh, good. Yes. Right, someone has made a valid point here. J-Cons, what load of shit Mickey bossed the Bundesliga? Well, that's not what Ellis said. Ellis said he was shit for Man United and he's been shit for us. And as a British Dortmund fan, since uh, the uh, the Scottish bloke was playing for Dortmund in the Champ- Europe, Europe, Europe uh, I'll start that again, European Cup final. There you go. There's too many things beginning with E. You look at um, his last season for Dortmund, 31 league games, 15, 11 goals, 15 assists. Oh, well, there you go. That's the that's the um, the Lucas A coming back. Right, and then you look at that. He's got those 
that he didn't even replicate that that one season's worth of, of goals and assists in his next three and a bit seasons in England. He is a busted flush there. And at the moment in Rome, he scored four goals, one assist in 10 games. So no one can say that he has been good in England because he hasn't. He's been absolute dog shit from a bloke who got in his three seasons at uh, Dortmund, he got 23 goals and 29 game, um, assists in three seasons. That's why Man United played the big bucks. And he had one good game for us, didn't he, Ellis, where he, uh, against Everton, he came out. Um, he got four assists in one game, didn't he? Oh, yeah, it was a bam. Was it him and both him and Bamiang's first game for us? Oh, well, we thought it was. Uh, and also, I think there was a, another. Um, oh, here we go. There's uh, the YouTube chat has turned off for the guys then. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, someone saying uh, Bayern Munich, best team in the world. Well, they're pretty good. Only because we're, you've got one of our uh, best players, one of our best youth products. So one day we might come home. Seeing if can, there's you any kick, other... can you kick that prick out who just keeps typing United in the chat? I'm trying to. He's, he's typing too fast. I can't stop him. Done it. Oh, there you go. You've got him. You've got him. Uh, right, let's go and uh, go and see if... Uh, oh, Colo's we used to know fucking Manchester is. Oh, there you go. He's just... <laughs> Carlito Bergkamp, until someone threw... Uh... Hey, that's a good point. Until someone starts throwing a few bucks at this bunch of leeches, we won't change as a club. <laughs> I think he's referring to the fact that we've got so many players at the club earning so much money and, and quite a few of them are not really earning it. But it doesn't really matter. For me, I see that we can concentrate. Seriously, we can concentrate. We're never going to win the Europa League. We can concentrate on the Premier League and trying to get top five. And I think we can do that because we've shown that our form in the Premier League has been pretty decent. He's only, I think he's lost one Premier League game out of all of them. And as people keep putting in there, we're unbeaten in 2020, now in the FA Cup and the Premier League. <laughs> not nothing count with the League Cup or the Europa League. Um, right, now we're going to move on to... <laughs> the game. We're going to go to. There's lots of substitutions. Terea come on for Ceballos. Now thinking. Hold on. I had tweeted. Why this is peak Wenger for me. You you need a goal. You take off a creative midfielder and you bring on a defensive midfielder. And then it turns out that one of our best attack, um, shots of the game came from Terea because at least he was having a go. Uh, and then uh, Wellock came on for Bellerin. Bellerin had a shocker. Bellerin got an Opta rating of six point three. And then Willock came on, and Willock got an Opta rating of. Where have they put him on here? Uh, it's not even showing it is oh 6.1 so uh, that wasn't really a good move but not his fault and then Mustafi got an injury and he tried hobbling around and it wasn't really working out Mustafi had a really really good game for me Opta gave him a 7.6 which was uh, um, our second best of the game Pepe got an 8.4 I think that's more for hard work than actual end product but oh, we'll talk about that we'll talk about that Pepe thing that little um, shimmy that uh the quick hot stepping that he was doing, the alley shuffle that he was doing around all those players. We'll come to that later. And then Martinelli came on for Lacazette and you're thinking, geez, we are now playing nine players up front. We've got Leno playing rush goalkeeper. We are throwing everything at these. Ellis, describe the goal, the, uh, the Obama Young's world-class goal. And then what did you do as soon as he scored? Um, so, yeah, I was watching it with my partner who was half asleep and I jumped up and hit her. Don't, don't say partner, say girlfriend, because otherwise people might send you dick pics. Well, okay, my girlfriend, not my male. <laughs> oh, hold on. You've had a donation, yeah. Ellis. I need to stop you there, if you don't mind. Sam Ruth has sent us $9.99 dues. Arsenal lost today and saved me $9.99 a month on streaming services. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, Sam. Finally, we can watch matches again on a Saturday as opposed to Sunday and Monday. I agree wholeheartedly, Sam, and thank you very much for your, for your dollary dues. Ellis, you were saying that you were watching the game with your missus. 
yeah, every cloud and all that. Cancel your streaming service there. I need to cancel BT, really. Bankrupt. So, yeah, I was just watching it with my girlfriend, and he scored, and she was asleep, and I whacked her. Bless her. But, yeah, it was... <laughs> That's what she gets. <laughs> it's just... Oh. You know, when you just watch a game, you're bored out of your mind, it's a bit shit, and they had that goal... And we're just like, oh, what's going to happen here? It's going to go to. You I think we were talking to the chat. Goal. What? You say bareback goal? They got that goal. I said bareback goal. I'm very tired. It's quite. I was thinking of Brokeback Mountain. I thought that's not where this is going. I hope because someone put in our WhatsApp a picture of that, didn't they? I thought that's what you're referring to. I'm going to mute myself. Carry on. <laughs> I've completely lost track now. What was said? Oh yeah, we were talking about potentially starting the fucking show. Um, if panic, it was going to go to, before it was going to potentially go to penalties, um, and then obviously Aubameyang scored that, bubbled up to him. He went for the overhead kick, which he's tried a lot of and failed quite miserably, but obviously hit that one perfectly and it went back in the net. And I'm buzzing and thinking, yes, I'm not going to have to sit through penalties, um, and we can talk about a shitty draw, but at least we're through to the next round. And obviously that wasn't to happen. So, yeah. oh, don't ruin it in case anyone hasn't they're relying on us to give them a, a decent commentary of the game Gav Ozil crosses the ball Martinelli jumps up gets a touch and it brings it down to a bum young a bum young goes someone hold my beer I've got this what was what your thoughts with the magnificence of the goal and uh, just everything about it? and then did you think that's it game over I'll be honest with you my first thoughts were looking at how long there was left in the game do you know what I mean? How long have we got to hold on to this? Do you know what I mean? How long can we keep them from having one or two chances that they're going to need from a corner? Uh, but yeah, I did scream a little bit and I've had muffled shouting at the TV, which is a pretty new thing for me over the last few years. I've stopped shouting at the TV over the last couple of years. But yeah, I was, you know, with the kids asleep and all that, I was muffled shouting at the TV and getting told off for being a little bit too loud. But like I say, me and the missus jumped up when they, when they, uh, when he scored. But like I say, it was just in the back of the head, like how much time is there left there? Do you know what I mean? It was just, I don't know. I just think tonight was just after the first half, I just think we was just, it was fated. It was fated we weren't going to do anything tonight. I actually think, believe it or not, and as much as I like Lacazette and I don't want to put him down, if Eddie had started tonight, we would have won that. Eddie's definitely on form and he's up for it. It's not even that. The amount of... I mean, Lacazette, he works hard. He does all the team stuff. He tracks back. He chases back. He runs about, blah, blah, blah. But, like I say, we just needed somebody who would pull back a yard or push forward a yard or get in front of the defender. And that just weren't happening. There was just not enough movement up front. I mean, our forward players tonight, including Ozil, uh, were just not on the fucking races. Do you know what I mean? That's why we lost. It wasn't a defensive issue. It wasn't how we defended. It was just simply the fact we just was not, there just wasn't the movement. Just wasn't the movement tonight, which is upsetting. That's what's upsetting me. I think at times Lacazette tries too hard. 
not I mean you shouldn't be able to try too hard and fail at football but he is so desperate and he, you can even the the partiest Lacazette critic will say he's trying he's getting chances and just sheer bad luck that they're not going in he seems to be someone said he's got the Giroud curse I saw that on Twitter and thought yeah that sounds about right Giroud it's, 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 it's instinct it's like Ian Wright had that instinct yeah, like I always say, Gav, you could blindfold him, right? Spin him on a circle for an hour and he'd still know where the net is and get it on yeah, target. No, exactly, exactly. And like I say, I mean, you could blindfold Burkamp at the same time and he'd find him in that in that spot. <laughs> yeah. but don't don't go out doing my good analogy with a better one. Stop that. Okay, <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, like I say, that, that's, that's a, I don't think Lacazette is the... He's not the nat- he's not a natural born killer. It's simple as that. Mm. Whereas Eddie, possibly, even though Eddie's not given as much to the team, I don't think. But Eddie has got that natural born instinct. Well, Eddie didn't do it at the end of last season. He spent all of last season with the first team, and then towards the end of the season, he dropped back down at the under twenty three. Scored seven goals in nine games, so he still had his leaf ability. And I think Arteta has probably seen that. And, is that, uh, a, new, is that a new word? Leaf, lethal ability? Yes. I don't even remember saying it, Gav. I'm, I don't, can't remember what that is. Yes? Don't, don't you have to say thank you to somebody. I, I will do in a second if you shut up. First of all, uh, Luke Howard has made a good... <laughs> we actually had a player at Arsenal called Luke Howard. I think he was a goalkeeper. I think he might even work at Arsenal at the moment. Um, he says, I don't want to be in the, the Champions League with this team. I was making a point on one of the shows I was on recently... Just think how much money we would have to spend to turn this team into a team that's going to get to the the group stage, out of the group stage of the Champions League. It's it's impossible. It's not going to happen. Right, as Gav pointed out, where's it go- where's it gone? Uh, oh, here we go. Um, this is from Michael Harneman. Uh, he's given us five English pounds, which we're all going to go to SheWar.com and we're going to spend it all on lovely banana bruised banana gear, aren't we, Gav? SheWarShop.com, Dan. That's it. Sorry, can we get anything on there for a fiver? Uh, if Michael wants to email me, I'll send him something for nothing. <gasps> Michael gives us thousands of pounds. He's, he's like the podcast sugar daddy. Every week he's stuffing money down our pants. That's very kind of you. And he's local. I think he's uh, Stevenage area. He says, uh, no, I only know that's he's on his Twitter. I'm not giving anything away. Uh, he says, no urgency, sloppy, pedestrian and disappointing. Would have played Eddie and got Martinelli on much earlier or even started him. Yeah, yeah, he knows, he knows his onions, does Michael. He certainly does. Right then. Um, shall I read out a few more? What's going on here? People are saying three dots. Dan, Dan. Yes? Someone else being cheeky? Going... No, no, what? I'm going for a piss. I'll be Don't... back in a minute. Don't, Gav, Gav, don't ruin the magic. Just disappear into the darkness and then come back. Okay, okay. shh, shh, shh. Oh, I wonder where Gav's going, Nellis. What do you reckon? Do his hair. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've been you've making a note of the questions. Good, so we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, oh, stop turning on each other, you can't. <laughs> are, they, are people arguing? I, I haven't said it, to be fair. I was just listening to Gav, and then I was occasionally popping my my eyes and perousing through copy and pasting things. But according to Thomas from uh, Norway, the chat was turning on themselves. So I just told them to stop doing it. Yeah, and I, oh, hello, Bergie. I don't know if it's worked. <laughs> it's probably not. Let them get on with it. They're all adults. They want to stab each other. Let them. Um, right, Rudy Rastos Ellis has got a question. Can someone explain to me what Ashley Maitland-Niles has done wrong? Ebellerin needs to be banned. Oh, no. 
benched for having a mayor again or banned either i decided to think that he's um what we needed we needed to, to balance up the attacking ability and the speed that saka showed on the left hand side with, with what we needed we needed that on the right hand side didn't we well i, I thought we kind of needed that because bellerin's his production down that right hand side isn't really all that good is it but I mean, when you see some of the times that saka was getting back turning people inside out at left back and getting away with the ball clearing people when when they scored their goal i made the um i think their first goal i made the note of uh louise and uh, mustafi standing there catching flyers meanwhile saka who's been a left back for five minutes has grabbed hold of his man and not letting him do anything so yeah tell us about ainsley <laughs> yeah i I don't think he has done. He hasn't really put a foot wrong to deserve to be being dropped by Bellerin, other than the fact that I think Bellerin's obviously made a name for himself as a proper right back, and uh, a Angley isn't, or to himself says he's not a right back. So potentially that might be um, behind the manager's thinking. Also, though, Bellerin didn't get really got a lot of protection, did he? Like we've just mentioned, yeah. I think Shaka's done a good job of sort of. I'm getting tongue tested now. Xhaka has done a good job of protecting Saka. (laughs) (laughs) Because he will fill in. When he bombs on, he will fill in at that sort of, not quite left back, but cover the left back role quite well. And I think he does a good job of it. Whereas that wasn't happening with Ceballos um, when he was playing on the right of that that centre mid partnership. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of Bellerin. I think he's had a lot of injuries that have. Again, was another question. I think, yeah, seriously, what what is a Hector Bellerin from Schwin? Um, oh. I think he is. I don't know. He's he's not in form. He's had a lot of injuries, and it just seems to be whenever he does get into the team and does pick up a bit of form, he then picks up another injury and he's out for a while, and he just struggles to get back to the sort of young player that broke into the team all those seasons ago. I just don't, I don't know. I think maybe he's, he's sort of lost it a bit too much. He's too busy um, wearing strange clothes because he's a fashion icon than playing football. Just like our very own Chris. Uh, Michael makes another good point here. He's been playing for too much for someone who's not fully fit and would have been rested him today too. Um, your mate, Fat Sam, Gav, he's put, so I think someone's I had think, a go yeah. at Willock. He's put, if some if Willock is the worst you've seen, you've obviously been going long. <laughs> Oh, no, no. We had to do a list of all the players that are worse than Willock. We, we'd be here till uh, at least tomorrow night. There has been far too many. Did you uh, have you washed your hands, Gav? Because there's that virus going round. Well, I've got a virus on my fucking John Thomas, have I? No, there's not enough room for a virus on there, is there? Right. So uh... there was. It'd be a bloody big one. <laughs> oh, it'd be Glenn. a huge virus. It'd be a huge virus. Glenn in the USA, who we're going to get on a podcast as a guest, is uh, said, just got here. Hello. So which player have the fans lit the Frankenstein mob torches for? Who would we say? Uh, Bammy, hang in the final minutes. <laughs> no, how dare you, oh, Bammy. No, all of them. <laughs> I'm, honestly. Burn them all. I, I, don't think, I don't think anybody apart from Saka, who is probably the only one of, that I've got any form of emotional involvement with uh apart from him i don't think anybody covered themselves in any glory at all do you know what i mean they was all spraying passes left right and center all over the place not you know Kalfan oh. mahod says uh, how come will it come on ahead of martinelli seriously and he's wrote that in capital letters so 
I should have shouted it. Yeah, that is. I know Martinelli. I was listening to a podcast, and they made it might have been our one last night. I think it might have been Simon. Actually, now I think about it. And one of the people on our show last night was saying that Martinelli has been given time off because there the Brazilian season is a um, a yearly season. It doesn't cross over. Finishes at Christmas, and then and so uh, yeah. and yeah. Then when his season finished, he came straight to us in the summer when our season started. And so he hasn't had much of a rest, which is why we've kept Enketio at the club. So it's had time for him to rest. But I mean, was he 18 years old? Gav, you played football when you were 18 and Ellis, you played as well. Did either of you two want to go, now nah, I need a couple of weeks off? Well, with the chance of playing for Arsenal, you didn't, did you? No. Well, I was shit at football, so it probably doesn't make a difference whether I wanted to play or not. <laughs> no, I was, like I say, by 18, I was pretty much just kicking a ball about with my mates. But, you know, we'd, we'd kick a ball about we kick a ball out on a Saturday and Sunday just over the park between us, in between beers and those funny smelling reefer things. But, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, legal no, in it's, some states. Uh, it's legal in some states. That's okay. 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 So we, so we pretend I'm in the state it's legal in? Yeah, oh, you're in, you're in uh, um, Portland, aren't you? Portland, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, no, it's... Like, <laughs> It's, it's basically, I mean, it's what Arteta's doing at the moment. And I think he's actually, you've got to give some sort of credit to what, how Arteta's doing it. He's, he knows that young players can get burnt out very quickly. That's why he didn't start Saka the previous game because he, you know, he didn't want to play him. He wanted to save him for tonight. And that's why Willock has been in and out. And that's why Martinelli's been in and out because he knows that the young players are best when they're hungry and they're best when they're not playing three times in bloody seven or eight days. So I don't think it was anything that Martinelli is out of favour and I don't think it was anything that Eddie is out of favour. I just think that Arteta is trying to sort of play them, play them and, and ease them in and ease them out. So, you know. Don't have to worry about that anymore then, does he? <laughs> no, but like I say, I mean, still, Dan, as, as you know, I'm, I've been a firm advocate of the academy players and the lack of academy players that came through from the previous, previous manager, whose name I, I won't mention. Uh, but like I say, again tonight, we had two academy players starting and we had three on the bench. Good. And there's been about under Arteta, more or less since he's, uh, since he's come to us, there's, there's been five or six academy players every single game. Uh, you add on Martinelli and Guendouzi, who are also two young players, then he's got about seven players that he's got to sort of rotate in and out. Mm-hmm. And when there's 18 uh, players in a match day squad and we've got a first-team squad of, at the moment with about 25 fit players, that's just what's going to happen. There's going to be players rotated in and out all the time. So that, you know, that, that's just good. It's just good practice. It isn't that anybody's out of favour. It's just good practice. Because yes. I mean, you know, what, what happened to to Jack? Jack got played to you know till he almost was in bits. Do you know what I mean? And when he got injured, he'd come back too soon, just like Ramsey, and then go injured yeah. again, and then be back too soon because we relied on him too much. Exactly. So, like I say, I actually appreciate what Arteta is doing with regards to the. Academy and Guendouzi Martinelli uh, type players by you know by not trying not to overplay them. I don't the think at the moment, the way at the moment is Saka. He's been overplayed, even though he, like I say, he was 
probably our best player on the pitch tonight. Just a good job he's so quick they can't catch him and kick him. Good point yeah. here from from Boy 72 What about the North African striker we had with all the gel in his hair, Owen Bentner? Well, that was Marouane and Shamak, who had one good season with Bordeaux as they won the French League. We got him on a free, had a good start to the season, then went, oh, I'm shit now. He's, and he stopped playing football. He's Egyptian. And he hasn't even retired yet. And Bentner will have nothing bad said about Bentner, will we, Ellis? Danny, someone donated. I know that's the very next one. Boom! I was on it already. Jamak was when Jamak was informed. That was nine years ago, Dan. I'm living in the past, Gav. Um, uh, Colo's used cars. I heard today that he sold a 1984 um, Skoda Fabia estate with roof bars, and he's given us 10% commission on that sale. He says, "Just playing, just paying for you to read this." Thanks. Uh, I don't know if there's been any, has there been any more? There shouldn't. We don't deserve money for this. We should pay you lot for sitting there listening to us without a running order, just gibber on about nonsense the entire time. Right. Uh, I'm not made of money. No, you're not, are you? Um, right. So here we go. Um, Gav, do you want to describe the, the farcical, the, to the tune of Benny Hill music, the winning goal? Or would you rather not an Ellis do it? Ellis can do it. Is that because you can't hold the other one? <laughs> no, well, the fucking day had a corner. We'd fucking tried to clear it. We didn't clear it. The ball went in and the fucking the fellas fluked it in the corner. What is that? Moroccan. He wasn't Egyptian. Sorry. Go on. Oh, sorry. Dan, I'm just correcting myself. No, that, 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 sorry, that was, that was my, was my that definition it? of the goal. That was it, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you need to know? The cunt scored. And we fucking lost. <laughs> Ellis, would you like to put a little bit of tinsel around that, tart it up, and then represent it? <laughs> I quite like Thank that you. description of it, to be fair. Hey? I did a goal with shit. <laughs> yeah. There you go, people. And, that was, <laughs> and then they won. I put in our WhatsApp group because I said, uh, how about it's a good idea that we do, we go live just before the penalties, and then we can do the penalties and blah, de, blah, de, blah. And then I, then I put, actually, there's a few minutes left to go. We might not have to go to penalties. And then what happened? Then, then, then Jonah, that's what happened. <laughs> Hold on, Thomas from Norway's put. Um, oh, he's put from there. He's put um, Podolski. Don't say anything bad about Podolski. He scored um, on only his third game for his new Turkish team at the weekend. Questions save the pod. Help us. I think Ellis is politely saying, "Let's move on to questions." So let's do that, Ellis. Mm. Uh, pick out the ones that we've read and don't do the ones we haven't. All the donations. Are we, are we going to do the last bit of the game when a bang yang missed? Go on, Gav. That didn't happen. <laughs> and I can't, can't taint his... I'll do that bit. Ball came in, a bang yang put it white. Ellis, questions? <laughs> right, let's go for it. Um, oh, God. Poor old Bamiyang. If anybody on this planet was, is born to score from three inches out and to see his face, he went... He should have just taken his shirt off and retired. Go, no, I'm not staying at this fucking club any fucking longer. And then gone. And that would have been it. Ellis. Right. A long time ago, I'm not sure if this is actually a question that Thomas from Norway wanted read out, but it was it had a question mark at the end of it. So I copied and pasted it into our little chat box here. And Thomas from Norway says, Danny, will we get fifth or Champions League next year? We will get fifth, but we won't get Champions League because um, there'll be certain members of the UEFA board will wake up one morning and there will be there'll be um, there'll be it'd be it'd be raining 
It'd be raining doubloons and they'll find a brand new Ferrari, a brand new Lamborghini, a holiday home in, in somewhere in Saudi Arabia and as much money as they can spend. And they'll go, no, Man City, you know, they've been hard done by. I agree with all those, that, uh, you know, that £80 million uh, um, sponsorship deal they had of Emirates Airlines that only actually Emirates Airlines only paid £9 million. We forgot there's a zero on there. We owe them £10 million. And uh, no case. Thank you very much. Good night. Lovely. Um, following on from that question, Gav, um, do you think the current team we've got will do well in the Champions League if we somehow manage to fluke our way into that competition next season? I think we've. I think the team we've got at the moment is good enough to get a second place in the group. I don't think it's good enough to get much further than that. I mean, you've got to think Olympiacos. They were what were they third in their group with the Vermin, and who else was in the Vermin's oh. group? Bayern Munich because Bayern were the only Munich. team other than us to beat them at their ground this season. Yeah. So, what like I, say, I mean, I mean you know, it, as much as we're saying how poor we were tonight, we're still playing a team that dropped down from the Champions League. Uh, they were at some stage beating the Vermin. The Vermin failed to beat them at their ground. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, like I say, I mean, if the Vermin can get through a group... I think we're as good or in a better condition from them going into next season, even before any money is spent. So, yeah, like I say, it's a bit of a missed opportunity if we don't do the business in the league, really, which literally we've got to win every single game. I suppose it's a bit of a mute point as well, because if we did manage to get into the Champions League, I guarantee we'd invest in the squad and improve mm. it. So it's, it's but, kind of but, insane, really, isn't it? Fat Sam's got a follow-on to that, uh, which I'll ask you to. Would we be better off if we just had a domestic season? Do you remember the season that Chelsea finished on the like eighth? Yeah. And then I think they went on the next season and won the league. And Leicester, would we they be, won the would, league. Yeah. Would we be better off if we didn't have any, any European distractions at all next season, you two? I think we'd be better off if we had no football at all next season. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lose, don't play. Yeah. Unbeaten, <laughs> another season unbeaten. <laughs> um... I don't no, know. Seriously. I the, 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 yes. the Chelsea, the caveat that the Chelsea team could and had the opportunity to invest a lot in their squad. We aren't really in that position to invest in the squad heavily, especially if we miss out on complete, like don't have any European competition when we miss out the money that it brings. I know Europa League doesn't bring massive amounts, but it still brings us more money than if we weren't in the competition at all. Um, I yeah. think it, it could help. Generally, if I, It'd be nice not to play midweek. I wouldn't stretch the squad too thin. We'd be less likely to get injuries. Although I don't think we have had many massive injuries, really. I, can't, I don't think you can blame this season. Apart, apart, apart from all of our defence, we've had no injuries. Well, no, they went in and out. We've got a nut, like we've got a lot of centre backs, there, haven't we, to cover the gaps? The most of them. We fucking need them. We've got a lot of them, haven't we? If you like, you can look out. So not really gonna, much all of our centre backs are all much of a muchness, really, apart from Louise. So they can, it doesn't matter if one gets injured, another average one will come in and do an average job. Exactly. You've got Holden, you've got essentially Chambers, you've got Louise, you've got um, Socrates, and you've got Mustafi. Mustafi. Obviously, not all of them are fit now, but if you've got five, you to, and the new fella as well. Um, and we loaned out, what's his face, the Greek geezer, um, Mavrobanos. So that is a lot yeah. of centre backs on the book. So who got injured at the weekend or last Is weekend? 
course he did. Oh, Ed's here. Ed stuffed some money down your pants. He goes, uh, I'm I'm praying Liverpool lose soon. I'm going to go and put money on that we beat Liverpool when we play them. I hope they win the league soon and then they just give up and concentrate on whatever competitions they're in and eventually lose a game because they just don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, Dan, 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 what about you, mate? Would you rather we was no European competitions? Yes. Fuck Europe. I don't like it. Brexit means Brexit, Brexit, Gav. Brexit Brexit means Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like my breakfast cold. (laughs) Next question. Uh, oh, Ellison lost the plot. <laughs> I'm just reading through. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, Kalio Alguna. Should we do away with the way goal rule? Danny, you first. Well, yes, I think we should do. I think they have done this in the League Cup when in this country when it was... I suppose it's to stop replays, isn't it? That's the main reason, because you don't want replays in, in Europe. You can't have them, so you've got to have well, some you've got, way. You've got, you've got penalty, penalty shootouts, though. I don't like penalty shootouts. Well, it doesn't mean anybody can win it, but I think the whole... I mean, UEFA are bringing in a new competition anyway. It's going to be a competition lower down than the Europa League and higher than the Intertoto Cup. There is rumours they're going to be doing that soon, so at least that's another level we can drop down to and start playing in there soon. That is an actual thing they're thinking of doing it. It's not going to be like the Cup Winners' Cup that come between the Europa League and then the Champions League. There's one that came slipped in there, but I forgot the question, Ellis. No, yes. Away goals, Dan. Away oh, yeah. goals. Dan, get rid of them. Come on, Dan. Stay with <laughs> us. Stay with us, mate. What would you replace it with if it got rid of them then? Like, outside the box goals count more? Chipping it in from the halfway line. Headers and volleys. No, look. <laughs> the thing is, right, is... Hide and seek. I've, I've come on here for a sensible chat and all you two want to do is fuck about. Do you know what I mean? Have. No. If yeah. with, with, <laughs> with away goals, right, I understand it. If it's not... They should... After 90 minutes of home, 90 minutes of away, if it's level, it goes to away goals. After that, when it goes to extra time, then away goals should not count in extra time. Because basically what's happening, and I believe that previous manager whose name won't be mentioned, I think he's gone into this as well. He's on uh, our side, isn't he? He's, he's, he's backing us. Like we used to have David Dean on the board of the well, FA. Yeah. He I mean, he's doing us favours in Europe. Well, he, he said that. He said that in the week that he wants to get rid of away goals. Uh, his theory was, look, when away goals was brought in, it was because it was a lot harder for teams with travel and accommodation, etc. Uh, and the away team, basically, without away goals, the away team used to literally come to, just to try and get a, just to get a clean sheet and wouldn't bother attacking because, it, you know, they would hopefully win the, win the game at home. So that's why away goals were brought in to try and get more attacking play uh, from the away team. But I don't understand, and I don't think I'll ever understand, why goals scored in extra time would actually count double, which is basically why we went out tonight, because we lost in away goals in extra time. So I think it should just literally be after 90 minutes home, 90 minutes away. If it's level, away goals double. If it's not, then bang penalties I never thought of it that way really like that is quite logical because like, realistically that away team's then got an unfair advantage because they've got another 30 minutes to score a goal that means more than what we've had so we've only had 90 and they've had 120 it's not really no it's not it's, it's not it's not a level playing pitch do you know what I mean it's no. like I say and, and as like I say as 
BCC uh, has said in the chat, it's it was introduced to make the games more entertaining. That's why that's the sole reason that away goals counting double that was was brought in, because otherwise you just turn up with ten defenders uh, and try and get away with only losing one nil or try and get a nil nil or try and hit them on the break, which is just crap boring football. So the rule was brought in to make the football more attractive. But if you keep the away goals for double for the 90 and the 90 home and 90 away, you're still going to get that attractiveness. You're just not going to get the unfair advantage to the home team uh, in the second leg for the goals that are scored in extra time. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, I suppose we as Arsenal fans think more about it because, I don't know, it's probably because I'm biased, but it seems like we're normally on the wrong side of the wrong uh, of the away goal. Mm-hmm. It might just be me. But yeah, I just think... Well, I don't think they'll ever do that, though. I think they'd either abolish it totally or keep it in. I, I don't, don't think... Like I say, if, if, I, don't, I, don't, I, just, I don't think they should abolish it. That's the thing. I don't think they should abolish it. But it just shouldn't... It just should not count when you go into extra time. Mm. No, I completely extra agree. Extra time, should just, you should both start at nil-nil in extra time and off you go. All right, stop carpentering this question. No one cares enough to go on about it. Next question. Okay, um, I think I have literally got to the last question. Uh, have you been getting the ones as we've been going through the thing? I've been trying to, but I might have missed a few. I'm just going to have a quick scan. Have a scan while I ask you want to feel scanning. I'll ask Gav. Another one from Thomas from Norway. Do we know of any contracts that are running out this season? Any dead wood? Do you know, Gav? Only the ones that are on loan. Can we answer it? Go on, Danny. Uh, go on, Danny. You know all the facts right. and stats. Oh, no, I don't know. I'm just Get your spreadsheet out, mate. Matt Macy, Pablo Mari, Cedric Soares, Suarez, Suarez, and Danny Ceballos, like you're saying, the ones that are on loan. And at the end of next season, it's... Oh, you shit, mate. I've gone too far forward. My fat fingers. Next, The end of next season, um, Aubameyang, Ozil, Socrates, Luiz, Mustafi, and Saka. But Saka's going to sign a new contract for life. So, yes, the end of the next season. But so, in uh, this coming Christmas, Ozil, Aubameyang, Luis, Socrates, and Mustafi can all, can all sign free contracts with clubs outside of the Premier League. And I bet they will do. There you go. My watch is going through, and there isn't any more questions since I asked for questions. Well, that not that lovely? That's lovely, and that's tidy. Good. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, uh, Gav, can you do a, a Welsh accent and give us a tappy tappy? Tappy tappy. Oh dear! Yes, well, uh, not quite. Is, is, uh, is that bald, is that borderline racism or something? Then no, he'll just kill you when he sees you. <laughs> Pablo's lost the plot. Don't talk about shooting people, Pablo. For fuck's sake! Uh, and that's it. enough is enough. Getting inspired. Someone else to actually have a shot on target. Yeah, I think that's it, people. I think we have put you through enough nonsense and enough pain. Um, this will be our last Thursday podcast, hopefully for quite a long time. We will be back uh, on Saturday. Actually, they'll probably put us on a Monday now, won't they? Just to annoy us. Imagine that Arsenal three o'clock Saturday kickoff. Never heard we've of the like. I think we've got we've another Monday night for Pompey, haven't we? Monday, Monday night Pompey, and then there's another Monday night game as well that the TV have kindly donated to us. Ah, good. I don't know why they keep putting us on the telly. Maybe it's just a laugh at us, but I'm not too down. I don't care about you. Yeah, we're never going to win it. It's not like when we had the um, the old teams and we should have beat Galatasaray in the final. We should have beat Barcelona in the other final, and we should have beat um, Zaragoza in that final. Then I was angry, uh, but all these other ones. And Birmingham, at Birmingham, we should have beat Birmingham in the final. 
I went for that day. one. Jesus, what a day that was. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, final word from Thomas in Norway. The nonsense was a delight, Danny. Thanks for doing the oh, show. Oh, 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 oh. Fat Sam's got a good question. Go on, then. We've got to do this one. It's like it's, it's like a fucking snog marry or avoid this one. Which Ellis sent into <laughs> the show. <laughs> but but I, I think I'll name it Shoot, Shoot or Shoot. Uh, Ozzle, then Arsenal Fan TV... Wankers and Cronky, who do you want out first? Cronky, because uh, the other two I don't mind, I don't care about. Ozil's going to be gone soon. Robbie and that lot, I don't watch it, so it doesn't bother me. And uh, yeah, Cronky, he's the only one holding us back because he is not going to put in the kind of money we need to go and compete as a top team. So there you go. Ellis? I'm going to be born as a fuck and completely agree with you because. Thank you. Again, Kronke is probably the, the, the long-term problem, potentially, at the club. Ozil's only going to be there to the end of his contract. There's no way we're going to renew that. And again, same as you, AFTV, don't watch it, don't care. They can do what they like. Yeah, Gav, try and be nice. Well, like this is being recorded, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just say none of them, you love them more, then tell us afterwards. No, 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 so, I mean, I've never been a, a big lover or hater of Ozil. I like I've an opinion really... going to come after the end of that sentence, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I've never really loved him. I've never really hated him. He's just sort of like, you know, in 20 years' time, am I going to be talking about him? Probably not. I'll be still be talking about Burkham or Mickey Thomas or Procastle or someone like that. So he don't bother me. Cronky, to get Cronky out, it takes, a, it takes a few quid. It takes a lot more money than you've had donations tonight, Dan. So that's a bit yes. of a... There you go, guys. Keep donating, we'll get Cronkay out. <laughs> yeah, five billion by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, but yes, yeah, so, but the thing that is beginning to piss me off about Arsenal fan TV, and I've been very much in your boat. Lot, I don't watch it. I don't pay attention. Every now and then, it comes up on my Twitter or comes up on Facebook or, or whatever. But the way that they've been dealing with the criticism and saying that the criticism is down to the fact that it's racist against them uh, has really, really fucked me off. Yeah, uh, I did see that video where he went off onto that and that they were drugged up as well, which is uh, yeah. neither case were right. We don't want to go on about yeah. this for too long, Gav, but I know what you no, mean. No, no, like like, yeah, like I say, and there's, it's, it's not just been that video. There's been Robbie's brothers said it and then that, fella who I can't really understand much of what he said, he was saying it as well. If you criticise Robbie, you're criticising money because he's black and calling Arsenal supporters racist because they criticise Arsenal fan TV for the shit content that they put out, I think is really, really bang out of order. It's, yeah, I've... It, it, it boils my fucking blood if I'm being holding back. No, it does. It boils my fucking blood, Dan. Well, right? you go and tweet them then and tell them. No, I do. I do fucking I do all the time. Because, Good. like I say, anybody who knows the history of Islington, right? Islington's history has been very, very diverse from fucking from day one. From the Italian immigrants that came in you know, around 1880 and the back end of that century, and then the Irish that came in, and then the uh, the Jamaicans and the West Indians that came in, and everybody has got on, and there's never been any racism issues at Arsenal ever. 
there, there that hasn't was, been. Um, brought up a lot in the 80s that um, we never had any of that at the club then. No, when exactly. The other clubs did. Yeah, exactly. When it was like, when racism, you know, was very, very harsh at places like Chelsea, Millwall, Top, even Tottenham to a degree, uh, Chelsea, obviously, uh, it, you know, it, there was none of that over, over Arsenal. You know, they tried, they failed, and that was that. I wasn't there, so I, you know, I'm not really in the best place to comment. But to now say that you're only getting criticised for the content and the abuse that you hand out to players like Bellerin, Xhaka, mm. uh, Mustafi, and the outright abuse of the content that's put online, and then to come back and say, you're only criticising us being borderline racist to players and employees of Arsenal Football Club because we are black. And I, I don't get that. I really, really strongly don't get that. Do you know what I mean? If you put out crap content, and sometimes I do, I get slagged off for it. And that's just how it fucking should be. But so you're having such a nice time, Gav, and now you've brought everyone down. No, it's you know, it's just it's just how it is. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean because I was there, and uh, mm. yeah, they've been horrible to some of our our foreign players. But yes, yeah. I mean, what one of them, the fucking prick, was fucking <laughs> slagging off. Was like Merson can say some odd things. I know that. Do you know what I, mean? I don't like Merson, but yeah, but, I know what you mean. But, no, but I mean, Merson, you know, Merson was my hero growing up. Do you know what I'm I mean? Right. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to be Merson. I had the haircut and everything, right? But you know, just like he's going to lose his legend status by, you know telling the truth or telling how he sees it and telling him to fuck off and calling him all sorts. I mean, there, there's no need for the shit like that. It's views, I don't though, understand it. It's all about hits and clicks. I don't understand it. Do you know what I mean? I really, really don't understand it. It's yeah. just... There you go. There you go, children. It's a lovely bedtime story for you. So uh, it's mm. all true, though. It's all true. You know, you ask no history. Exactly. And like I say, read, 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 and accepting read, clubs there are. Exactly. Read the comments, mate. Fat Sam knows. Do you know what I mean? Certainly does. Right, you finished now? Yeah, I think I'm going to have another beer. And then I, I, might watch, I might watch some crap on the TV and I'll try and forget the fucking shit state our club's in sometimes. Do you need a little cuddle? Mm, no, you're all right, mate. I might do when I wake up tomorrow morning. Thank Ooh. fuck I ain't got to do the fucking school one. All these people, there's a whole load of um, uh, Olympiacos fans going on, going mad, blocking them. We don't usually block people. But they've been a little bit shitty, so I've blocked all of them. Right, the final um, way to end the show um, from our mate Alonso Spencer has sent us six dollary dues. Cheers, guys. Keep the faith alive and let's beat the Pompey. Well, that should be easy because they are a third tier load of shit. They're not. They're not even good enough to beat my mighty posh. So, on that note, last words. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't tempt it. On that final, on that final lovely donation from Alonso. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Gav. It has been, uh, it's been different. Well, yeah, I mean, so far I've done two live shows. One was a fucking nil-nil, and then this one when we lost. So <laughs> I, I reckon, Dan, you should ban me from any live after-game shows unless we're, <laughs> unless we're playing. Oh fuck me! Unless we're, unless we're playing someone like Motherwell. Yeah, they still got. Did they get done by St. Mirren, didn't they? Oh, fuck. No, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I just know. Yeah, no, they, they, they did. The the sorry, one of my mates follows St. Mirren. 
my, my um, condolences. And, uh, and Ellis, thank you very much for putting up with Gav moaning on. We've gone for uh, one hour and 11 minutes. We could have got this done in 10 minutes if only we'd have just stuck to describing the goals the way Gav described the third goal. We could have been we could have been known by now. Could have done. Or just talked really fast, I don't know, on the other. But, yeah, I feel the same way as Gav. I haven't been on for ages and I come on and I've got to talk about that shower of shit. And then we'd sit there, well, Gav talked about AFTV and I can't think of anything witty or intelligent to say, so I'm going to hand it back over to you. <laughs> true. It is, it is all true. It's been, a, it's been a hard night, people. But look at the bright side. We uh, No more horrible away days all over Europe going to go and get beaten up by their teams and no more home games where they're going to come and beat us up because, uh, yeah, I don't think we've had much luck in the Europa League. Three seasons of it, quite frankly, I'm now sick as that as I have of the Champions League. I don't want any European football. And uh, as Jeremy Clarkson would say on that bombshell, we're going to go. Thank you very much for all the donations, small you lovely people. I forgot to go and click this button and then go and click this button. So I'm just going to talk it through as if I had it ready. And so thank you very much to Alonso Spencer, Ed Loud, Colo's Used Cars, Michael Hanneman, Sam Roof, Petito 100 and J-Rob for all your lovely donations. I have been Josh Dorr and we will be back after the Portsmouth game on Monday. Thank you very much and good night. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.